Haunted Travelers Podcast, your weekly dose of theme park news and entertainment. And now, here to talk all things coasters, theme parks, and even more, here are your hosts, Jack Lathrop and Chris Jones. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Twisted Travelers Podcast. As always, my name is Chris, and I am joined by Jack. Jack, say hello. How you doing? What if I don't want to say hello? Whatever. We can just quit. We're not doing it anymore. No more podcasts. <laughs> this is it. We're done. Congratulations. You made it to the series finale. It's been a great ride, folks. Yeah, yeah sorry, James. You don't get an episode now. Oh, by the <laughs> way, James is here. Say hi, James. Yeah, everyone say hi to James, our esteemed guest. Well, I mean, I, if they're saying hi to me, do I say hi back? Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome. I mean, we do start every episode, hello, everybody, or hey, everybody, because I just have to make fun of Marcus. That is my entire, like, being. It's a, reason to, it's a reason to exist. It is. It really is. I'm glad someone else understands. Yeah. I'm with you. All but right. We'll get to him later. Oh, yes, oh, yeah. we will. <laughs> sure, we will. I'm, I'm sure he will get brought up many times. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, if you couldn't tell, James is our guest this week. We're going to have our second half interview with him the whole time, but he's also going to be here. There are all of our normal segments. Um, shouldn't be a crazy, crazy long episode this week. We've got a decent-sized news, continuation of Ride of the Week, your listener questions, and then a couple questions for James and possibly Blake if he joins us. Uh, but yeah, you all ready? He had to do this thing called eating food. I didn't know that was a requirement to live. Yeah, we like to feed our children, unfortunately. Hot take, unfortunately. hot take, hot take. <laughs> feeding anyways, children is good. That's a hot take right there. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on before this gets more... Um... <laughs> Uh, our patrons, we want to thank those lovely people that give us their money so this can happen. I got the bill for the podcast hosting yesterday. And I was like, oh, thank God I don't have to pay it this year. Um, of course, Bryant, Graham, Grant, Jaden, and our newest patron, who just happens to be related to one of the hosts, Mr. Mark Jones. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that one. But yeah, uh, shout out to all the people who... Give us money so that we can pay for this. Thank you. If you want to give us money, link to the Patreon is in the description. You get a bunch of cool perks. And I mean, we get money. So it's a win-win for everybody involved. Don't, you just you know you want one of these cards. You know you want one of these cards. Yes, you do. You need the Jersey Mike's Elite card with Mike Godot. All right. Are we ready to actually hop into this? Okay. We'll start off with some news then. First... Great Adventure teasing a new announcement, and it is not Jersey Devil related, apparently. I'm losing hope that Jersey Devil's going to be open for when we're there. Yeah, um, they've got construction. The ride itself is, like, I think almost, like, done. They're doing all of the final checks and everything. There's a train on track. It's just, are they going to finish the landscaping and the queue and the station and all that and... Literally a month from today, when we're recording this, is when I'll be there. I have my suspicions. Also, it hasn't tested yet. Now, granted, it's a raptor, so hopefully the testing process wouldn't take long. But also, it's a raptor, and we all know how the first two went. <laughs> they didn't have the smoothest of openings. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as 
the announcement goes, I have literally no clue. Like, I, I don't know what they would be announcing at this point, especially to tease an upcoming announcement. I don't think it would be something as small as, like, a festival, right? But they haven't even opened their ride for this year. It, it's kind of confusing to me. Yeah, it doesn't. I, I've given up making sense of anything Six Flags does, but this one or is sea really confusing. Mainly SeaWorld, but... <sighs> yeah. Interesting stuff. I don't. I. I have no idea what this is going to be. I. I think they said they are announcing it. Um, what is it? The eighteenth? Did I re- see that correctly? Um, I'm gonna go find it now. Six Flags Great Adventure. Let's go through all the Six Flags pages to try to find it. I was gonna say I haven't even seen this yet. I think was it their Twitter or their Instagram? I think it was their Twitter. It's um, it was their Twitter. It said, "Okay, announcement May eighteenth, and it's um, a tale old, as old as time." Quote: Big news coming your way. Um, and then the background is like a steel-looking type thing with what looks to be like a talon with a rat. I don't even know. It definitely looks like it could be Jersey Devil related, but then they're like, oh, no, it's not the opening. Um, I'm going back to now. Yeah, I see it. No, this isn't the Jersey Devil opening date. I don't know. Jersey Devil closing date. Surprise, we're tearing out their new ride before we even opened it. Bush Gardens, Tampa moment. Um, Man, I, I had... No idea. They did a really good job a couple of years ago when they first announced Jersey Devil of of doing a, a, some teasing, even though most of us already knew what was going in there. It's yeah. just I, I'm sure that there are clues in this picture that that we're looking at, and we just don't know what they are. Yeah, I'm nowhere near big enough of a great adventure fan. In fact, that until I go in June, I'm going to reside by the fact that I hate the place with a burning passion. Because um, tail tail is a not spelled correctly for this no, use. Tail should be T A L E. This yeah. is spelled not. This is spelled like animal tail. Like, hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. So they're going to catch us by surprise on this, I think. Well, of course, you know, the best thing is we're going to record next week's episode and still not know what it is. You'll know what it is when the episode drops, but we won't know when we record it. And by the time we actually talk about it, it will be old news. Right. But, I mean, just like you have always said when you got it from somewhere where uh, yesterday's news today. So, yep, there you have it. But, yeah, uh, kind of odd to be teasing an announcement for something new when you haven't even opened your next ride. But, hey, uh, do what you want to do, Great Adventure. Okay. Next up is uh, SeaWorld failing once again to bring up their uh new for 2070 attractions um yeah so they're still just sitting there and uh we have gotten no information about them uh from their earnings calls um yeah i'm I'm just gonna continue to be disappointed and i've come to grips with the fact that it's not gonna open this year i don't think quasi or icebreaker yeah i i I know, James, you listened to the call 
or did you not get to listen to this? No, one? I didn't listen to it. But I, I do I, know that it wasn't the 2021 attractions were not brought up once. Yeah, every time Theory ha- sees has a call, I'm like, I'm going to listen to it. And then I have something else to do. And I'm like, well, there goes any hope of listening to that call. But it's just it's becoming such a pattern at this point where. I've begun to just accept the fact that I'm never going to ride Pantheon or Iron Gwazi. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. They're just expensive lawn ornaments. Exactly. I know. I, I wish they would have advertised them that way beforehand, but hey, you know, that that's okay, I guess. <laughs> I uh... Yeah, it makes you wonder, though, like, because they did build, like, in a, their 2020 season pass campaign around being the first to ride Iron Gwazi. Oh, so, hmm. So yeah. you know, it makes you wonder if, if anything, that they, they ex- extend those passes or when Iron Gwazi does open, that people who let their passes lapse, they at least get to go so that somebody yeah, doesn't so, come uh, out and sue them. It, yeah, that's pretty cool that you say that because uh, I think I've mentioned this before, but I'll go ahead and mention it again. I did spend like the extra $120 to upgrade my fun card to an annual simply because of that advertising. That pass that I got for that advertising expires in like 15 days. So that, that's pretty sick. Uh, I bought your pass so that I could ride this ride, and I'm not even going to get to use it to do that. I love that. that. That's an awesome thing that you did there, Bush Gardens. But yeah, I'm just so disappointed and would much rather go to Universal right now. I'll just leave it that way. And it's the same from, from someone who has been to Bush, has all the credits. I'm not going back until Iron Gwazi is open. And honestly, at this point, I'm probably not going back in this year at all, even if Iron Gwazi does open, because I would much rather go ride, go to a park that actually has the rides I want to ride open and working, because I have a feeling Iron Gwazi is going to have issues after having sat there for the greater part of a year and not having done much. Who knows, man? Whatever. We'll just see what happens. <laughs> I have no expectation for them at this point. <sighs> but in good news, um, all of you European listeners, all five of you, um, can go ride the world's newest, uh, yeah, it actually is the newest, um, Intamin' Creation, Conda opened at Wallaby, Belgium to rave reviews. Everyone I know that's gotten to ride it has put it in their top fives. Um it's also, it's living up to that Intamin name. It broke down constantly on its opening day. What a surprise. It looks amazing, though. I, I, I can't wait to ride this thing. It, it definitely looks top 10 uh, potential, but won't know till we ride it. But yeah, I, I'm glad that it's open, and I can't wait for Plopsland to open Ride to Happiness so that Belgium can just go up, up, and up on the bucket list so we can get there eventually. Yeah, well, did you guys see the some of the on-ride um, videos with actual people in them? Because the POV they released with, you know, with all the, the data on it, that was cool. But, like, actually seeing it with people being mm-hmm. flung out of their seats, you know, every every other second, it seemed like. that It just made me want to ride it even more. Some of my favorite POVs of coasters. I, so the, the track shot where you're seeing what's coming is great. But watching a rider reaction especially if they put a girl with long hair in front of the camera so you can watch her hair go up and down. That's always one of my favorite things because um, one of my friends, David, took his GoPro on Mako once 
and rode with one of his um i think it's one of his nieces who had very long hair and there's just the video of the hair just shooting up in the air and just floating there for seven seconds and dropping back down yeah i i mean wait even we did that on Mako with my hair to an extent. I mean, it's not that long, but you can see it. But well, I yeah. mean, we, we did that with you, but we did it with my hand just over you, your head and your whole head just <laughs> rising up to smack me. Yes. But, uh, no, I actually haven't seen the videos with writers on it yet. I've just seen the one with all the stats and stuff. But, yeah, it, it looks phenomenal, and I can't wait to go there eventually. All right. And our very last news uh topic is six flags discovery kingdom removing harley quinn um so rip skyline i'm pretty sure they're done (laughs) (laughs) what a surprise that ride didn't flop at all man that that that's fast like it was there what two years and now it's gone um i think it was three years yeah not too surprised though because every review I, i don't think there was one positive review of that I think everyone's favorite part was the getting off. Um, and title Twister didn't last. Um, Wait, did title Twister get removed? It hasn't operated. It ha- I was going to say it hasn't operated yet, but it, oh. I think I saw pictures of it like covered in cobwebs and part of one of the trains was on the like in the middle of it or something <laughs> like that. It, it's not looking well for that. Anything from that company. Oh, my gosh. Um, so I remember meeting the guy who designed that and he was super like energetic about it. Um I'm very sorry. That did not turn out the way you expected it to. What happened? I think like, I, it's a pretty simple concept. Uh, other than the having two two sides that can load, that's how did it fail that bad? <laughs> I got no clue. <laughs> That's great. I didn't hear that about Title Twister. That's no, I think that's people just, just didn't like writing it, and <laughs> it was loud. Yeah, apparently it was very loud. The trains weren't comfortable, and if one station went down, they both had to go down because you can't run without both stations working. And then also, if you have two stations, that's twice as many staff. Um I think okay, it was a good, I see it now. <laughs> I think it was a good concept, but it needed a lot of work to actually be park ready, especially for a park like SeaWorld or Six Flags, any of them. I think if that had ended up at a smaller park, like I'm thinking the size of Stricker's Grove at maximum, would have been amazing. At the corporate chain park, mm-mm. yeah, no, yeah, I was, I was just gonna say, I think I see some like smaller park chain. Just somebody picking one of these up, uh, used now, and actually doing something with it and putting it in. I, I don't think it's the last time we see these. I think it gets relocated somewhere. They'll sell yeah. it. They'll sell it for some, you know, for a substantial loss, but it'll end up somewhere. Might it, be China. You sell it. You fill it with sand. Put some nylon wheels on it. Maybe figure out how to get rid of some of the bulk of those trains. I mean, the whole thing needs to be re-engineered, but it could be done, and I think it would be enjoyable if it was done, but there's not an American park that comes to mind that would actually front the money for a ride like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so that didn't go well for Discovery Kingdom. 
Uh, yeah, I definitely think we'll see it somewhere else. We'll just see if it actually works wherever else it ends up. But that does it for news. So now, ride of the week, we are down to two for our Schwarzkopf. That is Shockwave at Six Flags Magic Mountain. Oh, New Revolution at Six Flags Magic Mountain, and Shockwave at Six Flags Over Texas. Good job, Brain. All right, I have the wheel ready. Are we ready to spin? Spin the wheel. All right. Here we go. And New Revolution at Six Flags Magic Mountain. Jack, it is your week. James, you have you been to Magic Mountain or no? Yeah, I've been. I've been uh, a few times. I went back like in 2000 and then uh, like four years ago. Okay, so then you can also be here to review. I have not ridden it, so not my week, but yeah. So there is so much to like there's so much more track the new revolution than i thought like you of course the iconic part is the loop and so i was expecting lift hill drop maybe a hill or something loop helix break run no the thing is like massively long uh for what i was expecting it actually was really fun and really well like secluded in the trees and then you just kind of all of a sudden, it was just, you kind of were going around and it, fun short scoff. And then you just kind of came up this hill and just started going down at like a 30 degree angle with the loop in front of you. And I'm not going to lie. I mean, you have to do it. There's the loop as you're going through it. Um, good roller coaster reference. Uh, and then it's, yeah, it's, it's fun. Really pretty. I re- actually really enjoyed taking pictures of that ride. I think we got two or three total in while we were at Magic Mountain. I don't, does it have a tunnel? I think it had a tunnel too. Um, I kind of remember the ride. It was fun. That's what I know. The other thing I will I will always remember is the trains have like the most insane popsicle headrest ever. What? What do you mean? Like, they look like popsicle sticks just glued to the back of the train. They're just oh. perfectly, like, long with just half circle at the top. I was like, looks like a popsicle stick. All right. So I'll be honest. I don't remember much about it at all. The last <laughs> time when I went with uh, when I went with Blake a few years ago, it was when they were doing the, the VR thing. Oh, yeah. And something happened right as we were about to get on and they closed it for the day. And so we didn't get to ride it. So my last time riding that was, was in 99 or 2000. It's, it's a good ride. I got to ask the VR has gotten brought up and I don't think we've ever talked about this on the show. What are y'all's opinions on VR on roller coasters? Mm, Just not worth it. Yeah. I mean, to me, like the concept is really cool, but I think it you can't take an existing coaster and add it to it. You would have to build something ground up yeah, with with elements designed for what you could do uh, in a VR world. And it might be OK, but I don't think it's going to be that great. I, I just I don't I don't like having headsets on my head anyway. Mm-mm. It also just it, ruins capacity. That's yeah. the other main thing. The one, um, I'd say I got to do one roller coaster in VR, and it was Iron Dragon, uh, which was actually the VR that Cedar Point came up with for Iron Dragon was really cool, but it took them 20 minutes to dispatch our train. 
Mm-hmm. It also we got we did it during beta testing too, so we had to like sign our lives away to get on it. <laughs> it was like anything for the credit. <laughs> I I've done VR in a coaster one time, which was cracking. And I thought the VR was fine, but it just ruined the capacity. I probably waited an hour and a half for it. And in total, that was four train wait. <laughs> that was like a four train wait that hour and a half because of the VR. And I thought the VR was fine, but it, it just is not worth it with the ruining of the capacity. And I can see it making sense for an indoor coaster, maybe, that's completely designed around that, like you said, James. But, uh, yeah, my experience was not the best. Yeah, the the capacity thing, until they find, like... If it was a completely wireless headset that you could you could give it to people beforehand, then they get off the train, put it on later, let you know keep the the loading and unloading process more seamless. And until they have something that fixes that, it's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or figure out how, how to build it into the actual train. Mm-hmm. I mean, AR do. makes more sense because we've already seen that in Japan, right? With a uh, Mario Kart. And so that'll probably end up coming to uh, Orlando with Epic Universe. So AR makes more sense, it seems like, because you can just have the small goggles. And just Mm -hmm. like with, I mean, Gringotts, Gringotts, you just grab the small goggles and then dump them when you get off. Same thing there. That that works better, probably. But yeah. Okay. Good, Good mini tangent about VR and why it's awful. We're making Marcus proud. All right. Yeah, we need a much bigger tangent. Oh, we'll get to one. Oh, we're, sure we we're about to start talking yeah. about lightning rod. We're going to get to a tangent. That doesn't even really count as a tangent. That's just Jack I can make by it himself tangent. for 20 minutes. I can make it a tangent. Don't doubt but, me. Um, but speak, Since we're going to get into that, listen to your questions. This is the part of the show y'all control. You send us your questions on Discord. We may answer that. Actually, we answer all of them. Um and this one is from Bryant, and there goes the uh, not mentioning him on a show. Um, if lightning rods reliability never improves, is its future seriously in doubt? The short answer, yes. The long answer, definitely yes. Um, they they've spent so much money on this ride. They have le- literally. I know so many people that work at the park that they're just looking for an excuse to drop a match on it. Um, it is the bane of Dollywood's existence. They, even though it is, it is a fantastic ride. I got some of the best rides I've had on it in a long time on Sunday. Um, but it is just such a pain in the butt for that park that they're to the point where in a couple years, I'd say, I'd say it's not in the next two years, which, in my opinion, in the next two years, the ride will be a hybrid coaster. There will not be an ounce of topper track left outside of maybe the station and some of the brake run. Um, that's after the entire retrack is finished. If it's still causing problems, they won't they won't put up with it much longer. Did it stay up when you were there Sunday? It um it stayed up of its own accord it got shut down by weather but it was the first time i've been at the park in a very long time where it did not break down by throwing an error or a fault or something that was gonna say so, when when i went there with you the the only time it went down the entire time was when we were i was waiting with you 
Yep, and uh, and so I told I you, like, you, this is. Well, I'm, I'm, I told you that when we were standing in line, this is prime rollback conditions because the weather was that wet drizzliness, which is something about, I, I cannot figure it out, but what the correlation is. But if it starts raining, it's, it's either going to be a sensor tripping or something. If it starts raining and getting that drizzle and there's lo- water built up on the track, it will roll back. That is like the, it will roll back card. Because other than that, out since 2016 they haven't had rollback problems but if it starts raining it's Mm. yeah yeah i mean i think for anything it gets to the point where if it's just too expensive and not working there's it it hits that point where like it's just gotta go and Mm -hmm. rod is uh it it seems to be on that path uh i'd give it well three to four years if it continues to just go down almost daily yeah the other thing that everyone has been going nuts over and i've been i know chris and i've had this discussion but i've kept most of my feelings to myself on it is everyone was like oh yeah it's gonna reopen no issues opening day i was like "Mm, no that's not gonna happen because when you retract the ride what they did is not as simple as just like a wooden roller coaster retracking it's Essentially, when it opened this year, a brand new roller coaster. They had replaced a ton of parts that weren't just track. They were trying to get the thing running. So it had its teething issues. It still has them every once in a while. But in the month of May, I had not. Ha- it hasn't had a significant issue so far. But it hasn't been able to be resolved. Thunderhead went down more yesterday than Lightning Rod did. That should be a testament to where it's at right now. Um... The real, the real test for me is going to be see how seeing how it holds up once we get to November and December, because those months have always been notorious for breaking lightning rod. So I'm very intrigued to see what it does in the fall. But yeah. again, long term answer or short answer, if it does not start, if it doesn't maintain where it's at right now, if it stays where it's at right now, I think it's fine. But if it drops again, I'd say it's gone in the next ten years. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see it leaving. It is just not a good track record. And if it keeps having the same exact issues, then it'll get to that point for sure. The good news is if it keeps having the same exact issues, they know what they got to fix. <laughs> and they haven't done it yet. So, Well, I mean, okay, so the rollback rain can... I don't think there's anything they can do to fix it rolling back while it's raining. It's just... Yeah. There's Unless you can figure out how to like put like a shield over the entire like launch, which I guess you could cover. You never know. You know? Yeah. But all right. Thank you for the question, Brian. Lightning rod tangent over. This one is uh, from someone we were just talking about. And that is Marcus. Uh, Why do we have such bad opinions? First of all, first First of all, all. Marcus, We've all heard your Hagrid's take. And until you redact that statement, I will not answer the question. Alright, fine. Then I'll answer. Listen, I've got the time traveler take, but I'm at least, like, somewhat sensical. Like, I, I, I'm not freaking insane. Jack, Jack's takes are just genuinely bad, and nobody Burn should listen to Burn El Toro. Burn Shield Vengeance. I have the time yeah. traveler take. It's Everything else takes, isn't your bad. Your takes are normal. Like, Thank you. Time Other than the in my time... top five. 
and it might it might be the single most fun roller coaster I've ever been on. Thank you. Exactly. My takes are not bad. It's it's just him. He is bringing down my reputation. They're that bad. Burn yeah, but, but El Toro. The, the guy asking the question just has terrible opinions in general. I know. True. He calls Skyrush and Mako trash. That's that's his thing that on, on on TDR. He he is the guy that has horrible opinions. And yet here he is. Well, okay. Listen, nobody has as bad opinions as Jack. Vertigo oh, maybe is better Christopher. than Banshee. I'm so close to just quitting. That that one makes me so mad. Uh, shut up! No, no, it is Did not. You see, Vertigo might maybe better than Banshee. Oh no, he, it is better than Banshee. He is so wrong. <laughs> it's crazy. Like no. I, I'm not a Banshee fan, but God, it, it, in Vertigo, almost killed my back. So I'm, my I'm, I'm so bad. <laughs> So, uh, Dad and I are huge fans of Invertigo. I will ride it. Y'all are just KI fanboys. Yeah, but your dad loves Diamondback. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. My my one complaint about your dad, Jack. I like Diamondback, too. Like Um, is fine, but fanboying over it? No. It is not Mako. Definitely Stealing not. my phone so I can text you an annoying... Okay, Marcus, your takes are worse than mine, but you feel... Like completely free to clown Jack. His are just the worst. I understand that part, but don't Again, be bringing giving, me into this. I'm giving El Toro its chance. It's getting its chance at redemption. Apparently, Banshee has been running better this year, from what we've heard. So it will get its shot at redemption. Steel Vengeance can have its shot at redemption. Heck, for all I, I'll even give Afterburn another chance, even though I think it's one of the weakest B and M inverts. I mean, it's still a B&M invert. I, I agree that it's one of the weaker ones, but it's still a B&M invert. It's not like you can have a second chance. I, I think it's one of the better ones, but it's not uh, the it's, best It's really one. good, but... Everyone going into that ride, everyone's like, oh yeah, it's so good and it's intense, and I've ridden it probably 15 times now. There, there isn't a bad invert out just there, that's like, the thing. That's you, You're telling me that's intense? That's not intense. No, it's intense. It's just short. Like, and, same mm. reason why I rate the Batman clones lower, even over George's. Uh, see, when I think intense, I'm thinking, like, I think Copper had more, had more G-Force than Afterburn. Actually, I think most of the roller coasters at Carowinds feel more intense than Yeah, Afterburn. hurler for the win. God, Wilderness run? Cam- <laughs> yeah. Hey, those, that airtime, that's the, okay. <laughs> that, that wilder- the wilderness run, like, threw me off because of how crazy that ending was oh i forgot we all rode that together uh and then there's hurler which just jackhammers you through the entire thing hurler was Um, just boring when we rode (laughs) it did nothing i've had really entertaining rides on hurler i've had rides where it just was like i'm sitting on a park bench that just happens to be strapped strapped to some wheels yeah it's basically mamba but wood sorry james Sorry. It, You're breaking my heart. Okay, you have to admit, it didn't do much on that return trip last summer. Oh, it, Mamba was horrible last year. It That's needs that That coaster needs a full train of people. Yeah, I can see that improving it. it yeah, it just did absolutely nothing for me. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely nothing. It but also doesn't help that I rode Steel Phantom like 
two weeks prior. It's like, okay, we're coming off the best Morgan here. You got, got you got something to live up to. <laughs> it's like that ride doesn't even need a full train. You could get a Zen ride on that thing and you would still be trying to hit the moon with the amount of airtime it gives you. I, I would just like to see what Mamba could be like if they would have built Steel Eel first. Because I feel oh, like Steel yeah. Eel takes everything they wanted to do with Mamba and perfected it, and but did it with 40 feet less of drop. Mm-hmm. Steel Eel is so good. Even Steel Force is better, in my opinion. Like, yeah, no, I agree. Very similar layout. It's just for some reason, and that probably has something to do with that full train hot summer day when I rode it. But it just gave more <laughs> yeah. time and was more enjoyable. Steel Eel was the first Morgan I did. So you can kind of see what I was hoping Mamba would at least be a little bit like. And uh, then it completely failed. But uh, yeah, I'm okay. sorry for you. It's okay. I'll give it another chance when I come back. But You get to ride Phantoms this year. You'll, your do. eyes will be open. You will understand oh, the true. So beautiful. <laughs> I'm ready. You will see the light. You will understand what... Uh... Right uh, of all of their coasters, if you can ride it at night, that's the one. I don't thing know that how late they're open. The damn there, actually, I'm gonna go. Check yeah, it when I was, I went with uh, the in the loop guys, and they had ERT on it after hours. And Wasn't it, was it the free RT? Yeah, it was free RT, and so we, I think we ended up with like 30 rides on it, and it was amazing. I think I sat in every seat on it at some point. Uh, between only between the day s- and the night, it was awesome. They're only open till seven. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna, gonna be, be there the twelfth. They're open till nine. You might get a night ride. I don't know how what time it gets oh, dark. Oh yeah, it'll. I can probably get at least like dusk, at least. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll I take. Do, it. I'm ready. To the second it. drop into pitch black. Oh, I can imagine. That oh my gosh! The other coast, nothing, nothing else in the park was lit up when we went there. So it was, it was so cool. Even if everything else had lights on it, just dropping in, you have no idea how far it is to the bottom. So there's one I've been looking. I'm trying. I've been debating whether or not I'm going to take my drone on this trip or not, just for some off rides out of park stuff because you know. Stay do everything legal, people. Please don't fly your drones over parks. Um, but since there's a giant river there, which just happens to be perfectly legal airspace, um, keeping my drone over the river. Maybe. Just don't land it in the river. So I've had to fly my drone from a dinghy, or not not a dinghy, it was a chase boat for a rowing shoot I did, and I like so y'all are going to have to watch me catch this thing out of the sky. Cause I had room to take the drone off from the boat. Cause that was easy landing it in a moving boat. Not so easy. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to need to keep this boat as still as possible. So I can try to catch it. <laughs> and so I just pilot it down and just stick my hand out and just like grab it. And then there, you do, when you catch a drone, you roll it real fast in your hand over, um, overdo the accelerometer and it, once once there's too much on the motors, it uh, cuts them off. So I have multiple cuts on my hands from having to catch a drone out of the air. But I got some really cool footage. <laughs> anyway. Um, that was the tangent for you, Marcus. I mean, that was a real good tangent. We Where did we even start with that? 
that that was was that, that about opinions. our takes? That was about yeah. the takes, yeah. Okay, yeah. to finalize, okay. you can roast check, not me. Mine yeah, are fine. Somehow we got thing. from tan, or we got from that all the way to drones in the water. Yep. <laughs> so here's okay. Back. <laughs> well that was a true Marcus tangent right there. Um, here's the thing about my takes. Most of them, as much as I hate to admit it, are just for the show. And like just for the heck of it, because they annoy okay. so many people. Prefaces, and it's so funny. Prefaces, your takes are legit, but not to the extent you make them out to be. No, you yeah, do I, not like El Toro, but you do not hate El Toro. No, it's I don't hate it. You like Steel Vengeance, you don't dislike. Love Steel it, Vengeance. yeah. And again, Banshee and Vertigo, they're both. I think they're both good rides. I'm be honest, like I'm telling the truth. Like if I had to pick one to ride right now, I would probably pick Invertigo. See, that's just I, gross. I just have way too much fun on that ride. Um, have fun with again, the bruises. You're riding it this year. I don't care. I'm not. I will not do you, it. You are riding it this year. I, I would rather to... ride Banshee over and over again than ride no, Invertigo. You are riding Invertigo. Uh-huh. I'll buy you a nano coaster. Okay, deal. Fine, we'll do that. I mean, why ride either of them when you can go over to Mystic? That's the real question. (laughs) Truth. Okay. Actual truth. My uh, only rides on Banshee, I got like six or seven rides when I was there. I thought that it was super smooth, and it's like my second favorite invert. But Mm -hmm. everybody's saying that it got rough, which I'm expecting it to be rough. We'll see what happens. But I, I really love it. From what I, I remember, remember. It one time last year, and I regretted it immensely. <laughs> and whatever. All right. And it was, it was like a middle of the train. It was like perfect weather, and it was like <laughs> the whole time I'm like, oh my head. <laughs> whatever. I um. Okay. Hmm. Let's move past this. <laughs> I, I can't with this invertigo thing anymore. Okay. We have one last question. This is from Klaus. If the new Gerslauer goes to Cedar Point, what other Cedar Fair parks would you like to see get a Gerslauer, and what model? I think uh, I think there's one that James is familiar with that could get a smaller Infinity for sure. I mean, Worlds of Fun would be the perfect fit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, even like where Boomerang is, or even back behind Boomerang, where. Uh... Dinosaurs Alive used to be. That that would be a perfect spot for it. And it's got interesting yeah. terrain, too. Mm-hmm. I could see Valley Fair getting one, too. Potentially. Michigan's Adventure won't get one. No, they won't. But they'll get a new <laughs> trash can. Yeah. Hey, they repainted Thunderhawk. That's the most like impressive thing they've done. Since That's they their investment Thunderhawk. for the next two decades. They need the T3 restraints. No one's asked him yet. I'm tempted to just like reply to that tweet. It's like, it's by chance you're getting new trains too. Um, <laughs> you never know. Because so here's the thing: Thunderhawk is actually not a bad ride. It's one of the better SLC. It's actually probably the best SLC I've done. Um, it's by no means a great roller coaster, but when you're at that park, your options are that or Wolverine Wildcat, and that is a ride I would truly like to take a match to. Um, I've never had a good ride on Wolverine Wildcat. I ride it every year thinking, oh, maybe it's a little better. And every year it gets a little worse. I mean, and then, maybe, and maybe so then I just go ride Shivering Timbers to like, yeah, 
call myself. But rip, trip, rip, rip okay. the trip track though. Definitely, Worlds of Fun and Valley Fair could get smaller infinities. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and assume that if Cedar Point is getting this, it's going to be the inversion record, which means I could totally see Kings Island go and go the completely different route and get some big hyper-like one, potentially at Vortex Plot, maybe a little further out. Um, I mean, really, at that point, almost every Cedar Fair park that wouldn't already have one could see it as a fit, I feel like. CGA could do something. Canada's Wonderland has enough garbage to replace uh, with one, potentially. King's Dominion has room with Volcano being gone, and there could be other clearances in the future. It, it could really... It's just like a versatile ride type that pretty much every single one of those parks could use, I feel like. Yeah. I'm I'm on team. It's not going to Cedar Point in the first place, but I still think that doesn't negate... Like, they've already worked with Gerslauer. Hangtime exists. It's a fantastic ride. So there's no reason they couldn't just build these anyways. I still don't think it's going to Cedar Point. It just doesn't. I don't think it will go to Cedar Point. I think it's going somewhere not Cedar Point. Somewhere in Tennessee. Um, After a thorough analysis of the plot, I don't think it's Dollywood either because there's not. Somewhere in Missouri. <sighs> Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Silver Dollar City, please. But yeah, that's what I could see. Um, we'll see if CP does end up getting that, although... I would love to be proven wrong, but I just don't think it would be Cedar Point. I feel like with the, the magnitude of the ride they're hyping, or that ride entertainment's like trying to hype up, I feel like we would have already seen something major happen at Cedar Point, because everyone stalks that park like it's no one's business, so I feel like something would have gotten reported if there were ground clearing or anything. Yeah, you're probably right. But. Yeah, or or if there's any permits filed for anything, I mean, the people around there are crazy. So I I think that if it was Cedar Point, we would have heard something. Yeah, those are good points. I have no idea where this is going to end up now that I think about it. I I still think SDC could be a fit with that big clearing that they have, and I I mean Kings Island would have done something by now too. So who knows. I'm in love with the Glenwood Caverns idea. I know that's oh, that, probably oh not going to happen, but that could be amazing. It really could. That That's the Honestly, one that everybody forgets about as a potential fit. Honestly, here's the thing. If Glenwood Caverns builds that type of ride, it's already like high on my bucket list. That's instant fly to Colorado. Mm-hmm. I, I will go with you. That is... I, oh my gosh. Carnin in the mountains. Can you imagine? Oh, that would okay. I, I'm now. I'm just getting all these fantasies about what would it be like if they just had the ride, yeah, just show. like just drop into the mountain. Carnage like, in the we, mountains. We are in. Can we have mystery mine, but actually in a mine? That would be amazing, and actually good. They build it around haunted mine drop. Helix at the bottom. That'd be pretty cool. But yeah, um, that that's an amazing idea. But I doubt it. Doubt it. Doubt it. Doubt it. All right. Well. That is it for questions. Of course, as always, appreciate the questions. If you have questions, join the Discord link in the description. We ask every week and always answer them. But now, we've got some questions for James. And I don't think Blake is joining us, so just James. Yeah. 
He might show up. Yeah, I don't know what happened to the boy. It's all good. Did you feed you him? You see him the online, wolves? give him a hard time. It's all yeah. good. All right. Okay. So this is actually a question. I don't know if I've ever asked. We've even ever talked about this offline. So I'm interested to hear the answer. First question. How did you get into roller coasters? Pretty basic one. but Yeah, I mean, so I lived next to like one of the greatest parks in the world growing up. Uh, Worlds of Fun. Uh, no, not it has nothing to do the with best. that. I, I, you know, my first roller coaster that I remember is Zambezi Zinger. Went to Worlds of Fun. Silver Dollar City a lot when it had next to nothing. Um, because they, they built Thunderation when I was just about in high school. So there just wasn't much around. Always loved them. Always, you know, looked at the Guinness Book of World Records, wanting to to go ride the beast and all these all all these great roller coasters around the world, but never really did. Uh, then I got married long time ago or a long time later. Went to Six Flags St. Louis, got sick on the very first thing I rode, which was Ninja, and well, didn't ride a roller coaster for eight years. Can't blame you there. Yeah, well, I just I, I felt like I was getting sick on absolutely anything. So I, I just gave it up. Didn't think it was going to happen. Then uh, Blake's my uh, oldest. He came along. Uh, he loved watching YouTube videos of roller coasters. And I was cool with letting him watch videos of roller coasters. And then finally, we started going to Silver Dollar City because we lived, lived about 20 miles from there uh, at that point in life. And just started falling in love with them. You know, originally like started off doing, you know, tons of Dramamine before I would ride and then uh, realizing that I didn't really need that anymore. And then, you know, kids getting older, riding more rides. And then we moved to Kansas City, did had fun at Worlds of Fun. And then one day uh, Ace was throwing a uh, it had an event at Silver Dollar City for the opening of Time Traveler. And I went and uh, met some really cool people there. Uh you know, got like 16 rides on Time Traveler one in one night. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I think I could be a roller coaster enthusiast because I had bought the Ace membership for Blake as a, as a uh, like a Christmas gift because it came with the magazine. And so that's that's kind of how I'm here. And then, and then now, you know, Blake's super into it. All of my other kids are actually super into it, too. And so we, we've had the fun of, uh, you know, traveling around the country and soon around the world uh, for riding coasters. I love that. that that's awesome. How it, that's a pretty simple story when a lot of people have these like complicated ones of how they got into it and all this, but <laughs> that's really cool that Blake was just kind of like, Hey, I like this. And you just kind of followed. Yeah. I mean, cause my, well, my wife wasn't going to step foot on a roller coaster. Like the only thing I can get her on right now are like BNM hypers and gigas because she just, she loves floater airtime. And so, you know, I, I was kind of the, the sacrificial, Hey, I'll do it if I get sick just because the kids enjoy it. And it's been, it's been totally worth it. Such a, it's, we've had some of the best times of our entire lives going to the parks, meeting people, uh, you know, cool online community. It's, it's been great. Awesome. Yep. You mentioned the Ace magazine. When 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 Blake finally comes to Tennessee and realizes how great Dollywood is, we're gonna have to introduce him to my collection, which is oh gosh, about as big as they get. <laughs> um, it's 
I'm missing two. Ooh, I just hit my microphone. I'm missing two issues of the Ace magazine for the entire history of it. That's insane. One man. One day I'm gonna look through all of that next time I'm up there. I mean, I'm it's making you. I'm making a it a lot easier for you to look through because I'm giving you. I. So here's random tangents. Ace found out that I was getting into all this old collecting stuff. And so now they don't like accept donations from older members of their magazines or news articles or anything they have. They're like, we don't have a place to store it. It would just go in a garbage can. So ever since I got into it, they're like, but there's this kid in Tennessee who might take it off your hands. And so the, all of these just random acers just keep emailing me. It's like, hey, Tim Baldwin gave me your email. Would you want some old crap? And I keep saying yes. <laughs> um, so through that, I've got like a, I've got almost the com- half of another set of roller coaster magazines that someone's getting for his birthday. That's cool. I wonder who that is. But yeah. All right. Um. Okay. So obviously, it, it's not just coasters. You also have your own sort of content. So tell us a little bit about what you do with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I started the thing, you know, we, we have a channel called Larson Loopers. Uh, you know, our last name is Larson. So I was like, hey, you know, why not name it after the the not so greatest ride ever? And uh, just went with the Larson Loopers name. And you would not believe how many people think that we are actually affiliated with Larson and are like, I'll, I get I get messages in my twitter dms of you know people thinking that we're like legitimately part of larson corporation I'm like no we're just a family and a guy or either that or they think my my name's larson um yeah. so i hey, kind larson. of started taking that taking that name on but you know we do we started out just doing theme park content um you know our visits as a family and and then also kind of branched out did some you know some like just general travel vlogs because for work, I, I travel the world a lot, and uh, a lot of times I'm alone and super bored. So I will uh, I'll pull out the camera and record. And, you know, spent two days just running around Rio de Janeiro, going to all the super cool spots, and uh, put up a video of it. Nobody watches those. They only the only things that ever really gets traction are the 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 coaster videos. But uh, it's it's just kind of fun. Uh, I, I lost you know during COVID, I kind of lost the desire to to keep editing and doing anything, I, you know, which is kind of odd because we are just sitting around doing nothing and I probably could have spent that time making a lot of videos, but instead, I guess we were playing as a family. So I guess that's about probably better, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's a fun hobby. Um, I don't take it too seriously. I'm never going to never, it's never going to be a big popular channel. It's just something that I do for fun when I, when I kind of feel like throwing together a video. I think, I think I, I remember you telling me at one point it was almost with the roller coaster stuff. You were almost take, treating it like home, vi- like the new form of home videos. That's exactly that's exactly what it is. I mean, it really is the next home movie. They're like these these little YouTube videos that you that you know YouTube families are making. Is if you if you approach it from a this is something I want these kids to be able to see. You know when when I'm old. And they, they can't say that, you know, we never did anything cool as a family. I can be like, yeah, look at all these awesome trips that we went on. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as, you know, just kind of doing it as your own thing and not trying to make it big. I mean, we, we, we get that. Uh, I think that's the way it should be. Just kind of have fun with it. 
don't care about the numbers, don't care about how big it gets, and just do it. I mean, that's been our approach. Yeah, I mean, why? I mean, nobody's going to get rich making roller coaster content, or very, very few people are going to even make what's close to a living, you know, doing roller coaster content. I, I've I've told Blake this because he's you know he wants to be in he, he he dreams of being in the roller coaster industry. I'm like, no, don't strive for that. Strive for doing something that allows you to enjoy what you love. And mm-hmm. you know, for me, I'm I'm in IT. It does I do you know pretty well for myself. So we're able to as a family go and do all these really, really fun things. And you know, in the if you're in the, the coaster community, you're either or you're either working at a theme park, not making a whole lot and really not able to travel a whole lot, or you're fighting for, you know, one of like five positions designing roller coasters in the world. So it's, it's, for me, it was just finding something that w- was fun to do. And, uh, you know, the kids, the kids all really enjoy it. They, they love sharing their videos with the, their kids from school. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced about three quarters of our uh, views are from just my kids watching it at school with their friends. It's there's so much something so much fun because I don't do YouTube, I do the Twitter and Instagram stuff, but there's a lot of fun. When it's like, oh, yeah, it's like I did this thing. Um, here's my Instagram, you can go see all the photos I post from all these trips. Uh, and like, I have a lot of my school friends that follow that, and it's like, oh, it's, they'll see them like it, and then they'll talk to me the next day. It's like, okay, you got to tell me about that ride you posted yesterday because that looked really fun. And it's really fun to get to share it with this person that has no clue what the voyage is. So you take 20 minutes out of your AP physics class to explain to everyone what the voyage is and why it is of note. <laughs> yep, and it's the exact same thing at work. So like among colleagues, uh, a bunch of them know what the YouTube channel is. And so like we'll be in very, very serious meetings and then all of a sudden something that I've put up on my channel will will become a topic of discussion and you know they're like first of all they're like how on earth do you travel as much as you do uh, because i get around a lot like I, I think i travel more than more than most people that are in the in the community just because of you know mixing it with work and stuff but it's uh it's cool to have yeah and it's also it's also a, a you know a, a cool thing to be like yeah you know, you don't believe I went to Energylandia? Check out all my videos from me walking around Energylandia. Oh, the, 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 there's nothing more rewarding than from mine has always been uh, Shivering Timbers. And everyone's like, no, there's no way you've written Shivering Timbers. And I just post like a bunch of Shivering Timbers. Pictures <laughs> so you want to talk about this ride, shall we? Um, it's I've got my camera here because I had it out yesterday. So I'm definitely going to be holding it the rest of the time. because My precious. But um it's there's so much it's such a rewarding feeling to hitting upload or hitting post because it's so i've taken it to heart it's just my crazy passion project hobby um that's essentially what this podcast has turned into as well but there's so much fun seeing all of these people just react it's like oh that's so cool or commenting on the video it's like oh you wrote that or how was it it's one of the it's one of my favorite feelings just to see people enjoy what you do. Yeah. And it's nice to have a format to share. I mean, other than like, cause if you didn't, you know, weren't making videos, weren't posting pictures, right. What, what are you just posting? Like, are you just, you know, saying, Hey, I'm here. And then maybe post a, a crappy picture you take on your camera. Well, that's most of the time what I do other than the videos that come afterwards, but it's, it's fun to have something high quality to, uh, to, to put, 
your time and effort into when you when you have some downtime or something because like for me as i've gotten older i went through a period where i literally had no hobbies and the only thing i had was you know work and doing things with the family and now that you get to a point where you actually can have a hobby again and it, it's fun to be able to document it and uh, express yourself through it yeah but i don't know about you guys but i do get a lot of crap from my coworkers for you know my hobby being going around riding roller coasters and i'm like yes. come on like yeah, it, it's probably kind of nerdy, but then again, you know, people are just as nerdy about traveling to every baseball stadium, traveling to every football stadium. Yeah. So before before I got into coasters, when I was traveling for work, I, I visited 37 different European soccer stadiums. So, I mean, I and I probably spent a fortune doing that when I look at how close I was to all of the parks in Europe, and I didn't even consider that. So, and, and I could have easily, you know, gone and gone to those parks instead so it's it's now it's just kind of what i do as a as an adult now mm-hmm. yeah i have definitely gotten just you know lightly picked on at school from some from people about it 100 percent. oh yeah uh, blake just, blake just sees it's it such too. an uncommon thing it's like uncommon and weird kind of so it's like hey why do you do that that's kind of odd but you know whatever i'm having fun with it just keep doing it anyway and so I'm the oddball in this because I know I've, Chris has told me about it, and I I know you've mentioned me about it to Blake. Ah, words hard tonight. I know you have mentioned it to. I'm not even going to try to say it anymore. I can't talk. But where I go to school, or I'm about to stop going to school. Uh, everyone is so weird as is that no one questions it. <laughs> um, like I go to the school of oddballs and weird people, and so. I have some friends that are like birds. All she, I love her name is Piper. I'm going to mention her by name because she won't care. She loves birds. Bird skeletons? Like, you just made her year. And so that's, it's one of those, it's weird. And it's always been one of those things like, oh, roller coaster. That's a completely normal thing to like. Um, now, they, they sometimes are like, okay, shut up. We've heard enough about lightning rod today which is a sentence I hear probably once a week. Um, but isn't that it, usually Chris saying that? That's that's <laughs> once a week, every episode, pretty much. Yeah, okay. Excluding him, because yes, he says that once a week. Mazdin probably mentions it once a week. She's like, shut up. I've heard it all. You've told it to me all a million times. Um, I might have to, I might have to bring it up tomorrow night at dinner just to annoy her. I think I will. Anyway, but it's one. It's such a weird and unique niche little hobby. And ever since I've gotten into it, the community is really good. It has its moments where I just want to unplug from it. But overall, it is a very fun community to be involved in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Uh, there are, like you said, some some times where you just don't want to be a part of it. But uh, as a parent. It's it's been it's been interesting seeing this community, you know, coming into it as a parent, wanting to get in myself, but then also wanting my kids to get in and and finding finding the right people that you can you trust for, you know, advice about, you know, who you're hanging out with, giving you warnings about who you might, you know, just to make sure you have a good time, good, safe time. But oh, love, love this community. 
Well, I mean, we're we're all part of the same friend group. I think we found the best friend group in the community. Like, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, I mean, honestly, they're they're probably why I really got into it because you know I, I made connections with them less than a year into into this. I, mean, I started listening to uh, you know their podcasts very early on, and then met up with them, did a few of events with them, and now I'm hanging out with them you know, all the time yep, when, when, you know, when you... we get the chance, heck I went to Utah and got to do some, you know, unsaid fun things with them there. Um, was it, did we, did you meet, ah, oh God, I cannot speak tonight. Someone just put a filter on. Okay. You met them at Carowinds for the first time, right? Was that right? So it was the same day or the day before I met you mm-hmm. was the first time did I met we... them. Because we were there the day that the actual live happened, but we had some other friends with us, and we were just off doing our own thing. And it was that next day, it was like, okay, we got to meet up with these people. They seem cool. I'd never heard of the Drunk Riders at that point. <laughs> I didn't well, know I, who. I even that. specifically remember when I was mentioning it, I was being, because, you, you know, you were what, 15 at the time maybe i was, no, I was that. much with your dad like yeah they're kind of more of an adult podcast <laughs> i think let's see that was 2019 i would have been 16 at that point um it's like who are the drunk riders who's that beautiful bald man there um <laughs> and then i think we spent the ride home listening to them and i was like oh i found my people <laughs> this is Oh, just such awesome guys. And, and then, yeah, from there, because I'd always had an interest in podcasting. I've listened to podcasts my entire life. Um, I Coaster Radio was like a staple of road trips for a long time. And it's still pop. We still do it on road trips because it's their really good podcast. Mm-hmm. But meeting the drunk riders and hearing what they were doing, I was like, okay, if these three rambunctious people can do it, so can I. <laughs> um and so I talked Chris into doing a podcast with me. Here we are. And look where you are now. Talking to you. Talking to me on a podcast. On so a podcast. you've arrived. Yeah. On a Monday night. I mean, I'd say, I'd say officially you arrived when you had Taylor on last season. Oh, my Lord. How that happened in the first season <laughs> is like beyond us. But I am so happy we rode the. Vo- I am so, actually. It's I have you to think. It all no, gets back you, to that no, dog. No, 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 no. I have you to think because you didn't want to ride Voyage with Dad Blake and I, and you let Taylor take your spot. Oh and yeah, got, and then you guys got, you were in line with him for like an hour and a half, and so and so through the whole thing, I built it up, and when we got on Voyage, I was like, "Hey, out of curiosity, would you be interested in maybe coming on my podcast?" It's like. Maybe it's like, yeah, it's, we pretty much are the drunk riders, but without the drinking part. It's like, oh, yeah, I'd be down. Yep. That, there, so, there you go. There you go. As simple and as then, that. Yeah. The glue that holds some people together, actually, or at least makes a connection. Thank you. That, and then the, do- then the dog ride happened. And then um, Keys to the Kingdom, I think I spent most of the day with them. Um, and now I've had him holding a camera to my face as Sarah just comes in. and. <laughs> so, okay, random tangent, since we're talking about this, I had brought the slap up. One of my friends at 
we got our yearbooks to stay at school. And so one of my friends signed my yearbook and said, I look forward to seeing more high quality footage of you being slapped in the face. <laughs> in my but yearbook. Don't make a habit out of losing slap bets. I'm going to try not to. I'm literally not going to start dating anyone until your son does. <laughs> So I, I forget if if he starts dating, then you can slap him, or mm-hmm. or if I start dating, he gets to slap oh, me. Shoot, he's a good looking kid now. Uh huh. He's like six inches taller than he was last year. So I, well, I've heard I heard his voice earlier, and it is definitely <laughs> an octave deeper than it was last. It's summer. hilarious. Um. Anyway, so. We've 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 talked a lot about being an enthusiast, but who's the biggest enthusiast in your family? You know, I I, I think I have surpassed Blake, possibly, because you know Blake's going into high school. He's got he's he plays some sports. He no, he still watches way more coaster YouTube than I do. But I, I barely watch any coaster YouTube, so that's not saying. And, and he knows everything about everything. Like that's his that's his thing. He memorizes facts and, and looks into things about coasters. I I don't really do that. I I plan trips. Like I that's I so, okay. It, I my, you're the same is, way. Um, the, Planning the, the, the trip is just as from, much fun. <laughs> no, no, no. What differentiates me from uh, Mike is that I actually go on these trips that I plan. <laughs> I give him crap about that. He always spends all the time on on the drunk riders planning these trips, but I actually go. Yeah, I'm a, it's the drunk riders bingo card. You got to drink if he plans a trip. Yep. I think it should be honestly retroactive too. If he doesn't go on said trip, you have to drink again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'd all be drinking for a very long time. Uh you know, planning the trips is just as much fun for me because it's like, okay, what if we did this park and what's the drive like and hotels and oh yeah, as much it's as possible into. Well, and if if time was no option, like if you know, <laughs> if my wife would let me and the kids be gone for longer than two weeks, yeah, you know, technically our I guess our trip with the stumble this summer is going to be uh, it's twenty days that we'll be gone. So that's that's pretty long, but, you know, trying to fit as much in. But but at the same time, I've become like I don't like the crazy road trips like where you're like, oh, I can hit these three parks in one day. Oh, no, that's never. I I, I like to go and take my time and enjoy it. So like when people look at my itineraries and they're like, why do you have, you know, why are you at Wallaby, Belgium for two days? That's a one day park. I'm like, first of all, they have a brand new Intamin. I want to ride that as many times as I can. And they also have nine other credits that I don't want to just sloth through and then just leave the park and not be able to ride Conda as many times as I want. Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I, I like to enjoy. We, the big road trips we've done have all, we do the same thing. It's like, we're going to build a full day in for parks. Most parks usually, even if it's a Dorney park or a Michigan's adventure, I mean, Michigan's Adventure, I've spent way too much time at. But Dorney, when we were there, we had a, pretty much a full two days. We had a half day one day, a full day, and then another half day. So, and we've done, we do that. That's almost our road trip format is half day, we drive, do a half day, full day, half day drive, and then start with the next park. Um, that's our cycle. That's how we did our first ever big road trip 
and it just gives you so much more time to enjoy what that park has to offer uh because there are some parks like if you tried to do it in a day silver dollar city immediately comes to mind you can get everything done in the day you're not rewriting anything in the middle of the summer and there's so much to do at that park you want to rewrite it well and you want to that's a park you just want to kind of explore mm-hmm. and see everything that they have and oh i love silver dollar city me too me too and then you get to cedar point and it's like yep you're gonna need a week if you really want to do everything yep my um, my first time to cedar point was two years ago and i did five days so the first my dad went in 96 um so he'd been before and had most of the Anything prior to 96, he had the credit for. The first time they took me was in 2016. And it was they'd announced they were taking out Mean Streak. I've always had a love for anything that's big. It's big wooden roller coasters, wooden roller coasters in general, I'm a fan of. And so when they announced they were going to take out Mean Streak, I was like, I really want to ride that before it gets taken out. I mean, we, we knew it was going to be Arm Seed, like, but I really want to try to ride it one time. We had one day. <laughs> And so we did what any logical coaster enthusiast does. We dropped all of the money on like the gold VIP tour, which is the only way to successfully do Cedar Point in a day. Um, we rode Dragster seven times, Millennium Force six times, Maverick three times, Raptor three times, Gatekeeper three times. Can, can should... we just talk about how awesome it is to have either a, like a VIP or a, a fast pass or something oh, yes. especially if it's just like like i i do a lot of parks solo when i travel for for work and things and like when i when i did alton towers i got their whatever their top tier is it was like a hundred pounds it was like 130 dollars at the time it, yeah but i got 26 rides on smiler <laughs> and that's a lot of inversions <laughs> That's a lot of that. And I think that and Nemesis were my two that I rode the most. So my head is probably spinning quite a bit. But I just got to do that math. Hold on. 364 <laughs> inversions. If you ever wonder how I am the way I am, that's why. You've been corrected. Um, no, when we did that VIP tour, it's, it was the most amazing feeling because the Raptor queue was completely full and stretching down the midway and they just walk you up the exit ramp and put you on the very next train it's the most amazing feeling in the world and then you get to pick whatever seat you want pick whatever seat you want and no the best feeling in the world because how many people can say one they have the entire millennium force credit because when you do a millennium force see i've got that as well yep you have the exit pass yep and you sit down, sit down in that front row, and you get to roll into that station and just have all of the stares at why are there people on that train? There shouldn't be people on that train. And then the announcement, if there's someone in your row, please don't sit on them. They're there for a reason. We'll get you on the next one. That's one of, this is one of those feelings. It's like, it's you, been... You love feeling special. It's it all, Well, that's this entire community, but... It's been That's five true. years and it just, I just remember sitting there in that station, just being like, don't look at the person that you just cut after they've waited probably three hours. Um, dragster was the same way rolling in the dragster station and hearing the people go, come on. Yep. Mm. But then, the, yeah, there's fast lanes 
and Fastlane's like, it's pretty much the same thing. It's like, just waltz past this line, hop right on, saved our butts at Fiesta, Texas, and those were the cheapest fast passes I've ever seen. How much were they a piece? Or Fiesta? Uh, oh, it's SeaWorld. Oh my gosh, yeah. Seven dollars. I keep I keep looking at the the Bush Gardens Williamsburg and they don't they don't offer anything for when we're gonna be there or they offer right. like one time use, yeah passes and I'm not gonna I'm, I'll be there for two days so I don't I'm not gonna pay for anything extra. Yeah, uh, fast lanes are we've got them for Cedar Point this summer because I think that's gonna be the only way you're gonna survive at Cedar Point this year, um, and even then I think there's probably still gonna be waits for it. Hmm. I've got mine that one day with you. We always, every year we just buy the President's Day deal fast lanes because that's the cheapest you're going to find. get them. Well, did we they just, have that this year? They didn't do it in 2021 because of COVID, but we got them last year in March or February of 2020. Uh, and that's what we've done. We've done that the last couple of years. We did it at Carowinds one year and we did it. We've done it at Cedar Point. We've done it at Kings Island. The oh, Carowinds with the the fast lane though, or whatever whatever they call it at Cedar Point or Cedar Fair, but oh, going up that the what skipping the line on Fury, just the people that are just looking at you because you basically are walking alongside them the whole yep. time. Oh, I love it. They're they're looking at you like, what makes you so special? Like, well, I spent eighty bucks. Yeah, we've done my the other <laughs> the other fun story I have was um. <coughs> Knott's Berry Farm, we had their fast lane. And Knott's is great because they don't have like a fast lane and a fast lane plus. It's just one tier. And it was CoasterCon ERT. And we were there in the middle of July. So Ghost Rider, we were supposed to have an hour of Ghost Rider ERT that night, but they didn't cut the queue off ever. So Ghost Rider still had a two hour wait at park closing, which, you know, just ate up all of our ERT time on it. And so they were like, what do we do? And we were like, we just walked over to the fast lane entrance and we're like, can we just still use our fast lanes even though the park's closed and we're supposed to be getting ERT? We just lapped Ghost Rider <laughs> that way. <laughs> I was like, I feel bad for all of those acers that just wanted, didn't get fast lane and want their one ride and they're stuck at the back of that two hour line. Oh, that would stink. Yeah, I hate it when the parks aren't necessarily prepared for an ERT event. Because like, normally you'd think, oh, we're going to look at our line. We're going to cut it off early. But yeah, I, I've done, yeah. been to a few ERTs that have been hosed by uh, not cutting off the queue early. Not like continuing this tangent, but when we were did CoasterCon in California, when we went out there, I fully expected like Knott's to be the park that would be the rollout, the red carpet, because it's Cedar Fair and their Cedar Fair was just expecting it to be better. Magic Mountain floored them in terms of rolling out like the amenities they were like red carpet oh let's do flame grilled steaks one night and do you want ERT and behind the scenes and all of it it's all yours um and then we get the knots and it's like yeah you can have like a tiny bit of ERT but we're gonna forget to close queues and it's like oh here's some chicken that's it <laughs> no behind the scene I was like well, Magic Mountain beat them by a landslide. And then, you know, they were like, yeah, you don't got to get off X2. Just stay in your seat for an hour and a half. Oh, gosh. 
Have... <laughs> See, I, I I only have one ride on X2. And it was one of the worst rides I've ever had on any coaster. Yeah, that's fair. But I know it was amazing. It just it jackhammered close to the end and it just destroyed my head. And I had to sit down for three hours afterwards until my headache went away. And so I didn't get back on it that day. And, but I, I, you, it's, you know, it's weird. Cause I know everybody says it's amazing. It felt amazing up until that point. Mm-hmm. I just need to get back and do it. It's but un- unfortunately, those... I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Yeah. Well, that's kind of my story with I-305, because it's like, I know it's a good ride, but man, did I spend six hours in a water park trying to recover from that. I was like, I need to just go sit in a pool for a while to re- like recover from that marathon without having had any water or food prior. So, so my secret on, or that I've learned since the X2 incident is just when I go to a theme park, I take a few Excedrin before I even start the day. It just gets my head in a better place. And if I do get a headache, it's already got the Excedrin there working. Yep. Yeah. I need to start doing that because of like that classic B&M headache, you know, like yep. even not just from the over the shoulder restraints. It's just like it just happens, especially when I go to Bush, since it's pretty much all B&M's. I have to make myself eat. That is one like when we were on a road trip, it's like you have to go eat lunch. We're not going to talk about over Georgia. Eat and stay hydrated. Yes. It's like you're going to go eat lunch now because you will have a massive headache. Like I've gotten off fury and pain before because I hadn't eaten. I was like, okay, we're going to eat now because I'm going to jump off. It's like, nope, need food. That day at over Georgia, we did not eat until three. You remember that? Yeah, you were <laughs> not nacho. doing. You were not doing hot up until we ate. <laughs> hey, we no. That was just because Cyclone kept breaking down. That's fair. Okay. Hey, at least you got into the park. No issues that day. <laughs> Whatever. Stop um, trying to bring your camera in. Yeah, <laughs> it's like clearly set on the website or something, right? But, uh, you know, we can talk about that somebody who just keeps going off on you guys because it's not allowed. <laughs> All right. Do we want to get back on no. track? No, no, <laughs> no. Okay. I'm, just, I'm just watching Jack trying to think about who that was. I, I think I know who it was. Who we were messaging about the other day. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yep. Okay. That that that's where my brain was going, but I wasn't sh- okay. Wait. Um, is it, hold on. Oh, we, they shall not we'll, be mentioned. They will not be mentioned. They, hmm. Um. Just okay, James. In the chat. Do we? I've got. We've got to ask because you're probably the only American that's like, yeah, I've been there. Um, Energylandia. You must tell us. Is Absolute it, favorite it, place on earth. Is it the promised land? Okay. So. It's it got so much crap there. Like, like it's just got a bunch of junk coasters. But then it has amazing coasters. And it's beautiful. And I just loved it. I spent three days there. And when I go back in a month and a half, I've got four days planned there. That's how much I like that park. I'm not at all mad that you're staying at Western Camp either. And, yes, I'm staying not at Western at Camp. Not at all mad I'm... that you're staying at Western Camp. 
I'm, I'm I tried to do one of like the teepees or the carriages, but I just I just could not get myself to have to do a shared bathroom with because you got the my sheriff's cabin taking taking a, my 12 year old daughter with me, and I didn't want her to have to uh, to go in to a place alone. So I'm we're doing the sheriff's cabin, so we have our own bathroom. But That's that place cool. looks so cool. Chris, have you oh, looked at Western Camp? I I have seen a little bit from Jack. Um, look, Out of everything, cool. not getting to go on that trip last year, I'm honestly most disappointed about not getting to go to Western Camp. It's it looks amazing because so I, I stayed at another like really weird place that was close by, but Western Camp just looks so cute and cool, and they have a train that goes from Western Camp over to Energylandia. And it's just, but the the park is just, it's wonderful. And people, you know, give, give them a hard time for having all these kiddie coasters and things, but those get way longer lines than the big attractions do because all the people that are coming there are coming with families and little kids and they all get stuck doing the crap. And that leaves Zadra open. I I think I ended up with 33 times in one day was my, was my record. And that's only because they don't let you re-ride and they don't let you skip any part of the queue. So you have to go all the way back around. And it takes six minutes from the entrance to walk just to the station. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you want to check out my uh, channel, I have, a, I have a full walkthrough of that. I'll put the link to that vlog in the description because it's, it's one of my favorite ones just because of how ridiculously long that queue is. And you're making somebody money because that, that video, because of the music they play in queue, it got... Uh, it got flagged. It got flagged, and I just let it stand because it was like you're you you're playing copyrighted music from you know the first minute up till the sixth minute. <laughs> Would you like to remove the music? No, I want to hear the music. Yeah, uh, that that cue. I thought I'd seen some long cues, and then I watched that video. I was like, nope, this has gotten pretty much all of them beat. And there's there's not a single place in that entire queue where they can make it shorter. It's That's all a hard well queue. Designed. Very well designed. I mean, I, I did have one time on my last day where I waited 30 minutes for it, and it was not that far out of the station. That's I can't imagine how long the line would or the, how long the wait would be if that thing went the whole way. And they're they're only running one train, um, all but a 30-minute period of the time I was there. Hmm. I know for like Lightning Rod's queue, when they designed that, the entire, if it's not social distance normal, it's a three-hour, it's it's three hours from station to queue doors. And it take, if you walk that at a normal pace, it takes maybe a minute and a half, two minutes tops. I'm. I would be scared if I got it's to Zadra like and it were all the way out. Ten hour wait. <laughs> Hagrid's line starts here. But what's funny is that the Zadra queue is bad, but Hyperion's is even worse. Like it's not as long, but you essentially are walking like inside of this building, this big circular, not circular rectangular staircase that just kind of gradually keeps going up mm-hmm. and you go up like five levels and then you cross a, a bridge and then you go back down f- six <laughs> levels to, to get what? to the... It is so odd. What? 
and I, I need to go to this party. And they have, like, Hyperion was the first one where they were trying to do something special. Like, and they, and they have, so they created videos and they ha- they actually have a theme going if you can speak Polish. Um, but like the videos have like some of the weirdest looking actors and like, like the costuming that they've got, cause you know, it's supposed to be like a space themed thing. And oh my gosh, so funny. The gosh, that ride is so good. Mm. The, uh, well, is this going to be open? That's the real question. They're, they said it's going to open with the park, and it, the, it was supposed to open last weekend, but they didn't get the go ahead from the government to open. So we'll we'll see if it if it doesn't open, I'll be sad. <laughs> I mean, you'll be sad, and then they're going to announce they're building some other record breaking ride, and you'll right. be back. Well, and, and I know for sure that I'm not going to get their new mine train this summer because that's now been announced as a 2022 attraction. But then again, Zadro was supposed to be a 2020 attraction and they opened it in 2019. Yeah. Yep. And I am so glad. So the, the funny story with my trip to uh, Energylandia is I was at a an event with the Drunk Riders the day that the very first test footage of Zadra went up. We were all at Kentucky Kingdom and I saw it and I said, I want to go to that. And so I was like, let's see, it's, you know, it's July now. It'll be safe by October. So I I just jumped on Delta site, used some miles and booked a trip and then got home and asked my wife for permission. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the funny thing about Zodra opening that early, too, is that it blew over while they were building it. Yeah, yeah just, it's just still turnaround sits. area, not the. It wasn't the main structure. Yeah, I mean, but, no, but still. but it's still insane. Mm. It's a testament to how RMC can build a f- ride fast if they want to, and it is the prettiest coaster. Don't like. Mm. Have you seen some of the drone footage of that thing? Just beautiful. And um, Thrill Rides photography is constantly posting pictures of it, and I'm like. So funny thing with Thrill Rides photography, me and him were at uh, Legendia the same day. And so he was out uh, photographing Lech Coaster and he went, came back and looked at all of his pictures. And I was in about 90% of all of his photos. (laughs) Yep. I really want to meet him just because there's like, Three of us left in roller coaster photography on Team Nikon, and I just want to meet the other Team Nikon people because I can't find anyone else. Everybody going Sony. Everyone's Sony or Canon. I'm like, come on! It's like, what's not the love about Nikon minus the fact that they're behind the trend, the slow, and their cameras are way too expensive for what they are. But still, what's not the love? <laughs> I think you may have just listed what's not the love. <laughs> I'm not telling you that, but. Hey, the Z9 is coming. They confirm they're doing the Z9, and I'm probably going to just drop whatever egregious amount of money that is for that camera because it's going to be phenomenal. I think they said it's going to be like... college to get through, Jack. See, this is me yeah. being a father. But it's got 80 megapixels. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, yep. just think if you had that for your Europe trip, how good everything would look in that. Shooting with Scott's A7 uh, 4, which has 61 megapixels, my computer about crashed trying to just load those files. I was like, oh, my Lord. Yeah, so just think about how much money you're going to have to spend. It's not just a camera. It's a new computer to be able to handle it. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. Well, I'm such a dad. I mean, this, hey, this thing ain't shabby. This thing shoots at 30 megapixels, which, you know, on Instagram is like ultimate quality. Right. Um, so, okay, we've done our rambling. We've, we've really rambling. rambled a lot. Hey, we That's are the discount drunk riders for a reason. Um, but before we wrap this up, we got to ask two questions that we ask everyone. Favorite roller coaster? All right. Favorite? It's a absolute tie between Steel Vengeance and Fury. And I say it that way because if I had one ride on one coaster, absolutely Steel Vengeance. If I had to marathon a coaster, absolutely Fury. Mostly because two rides in a row on Steel Vengeance would murder me. Oh, like I don't complain about that ride getting a long line because you can't marathon it. it will yeah, I I got two rides on it within five minutes the first night that we went there, and I was sore for the next five days. Mm-hmm. Can't wait the, for the summer. Oh yeah, the, uh, I would. Cedar Point, my ride to Marathon is Millennium. If they've got the exit gate open where you can just go ding, 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 which I've done, I've gotten lucky a couple times. It's like, I will ride Millennium all night. Fury, one, or Fury, Steel Vengeance, one ride, and then I need to break. Yeah. All right. So that's and my favorite. The last question is favorite park, which I think we can, you know, take take a guess. I, I think I'm going to go with Energy Landia. Yeah. But Silver Dollar City has that. I, it's it's like Jack and Dollywood. Like Silver Dollar City was my home park for when I was starting to become an enthusiast, really. And I really, really love that park. And mm-hmm. I think that there's very little that they do wrong. But on the other hand, they don't have that big of a coaster collection, but they have a great coaster collection. So it's it's hard to say that that's my favorite, but man, it's up there. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that does it. So, quick plugs. Find us on Instagram at twisted underscore travelers on Twitter at twisted traveler, but the R is a one. You can follow me on Instagram at twisted travelers. Chris, Jack. At thrilling moment on Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned on Instagram because. We're making a push for 2K since the one-year anniversary is coming up. I may or may not have a glorious Steel Vengeance print I'm giving away real soon. Um, And James, where can the people find all of your craziness? Yeah, I'm mostly on Twitter, uh, at Larson Loopers, and then on YouTube, Larson Loopers. There there is an Instagram for Larson Loopers that I think I put something up like once a year or so. All right. I will put links to all of his stuff down in the description. James, thank you for joining us, sir. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. It was a pleasure. You are welcome back anytime. And to everybody listening, thank you as always. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Twisted Travelers Podcast.